At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to talk some money in politics with Liz Peake. Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore, Freedom Works and Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and his radio show. It's called More Money. We'll follow this show on many of these same stations. Kids, welcome back. You know, Liz, I uh, reading this is a great column you wrote here. Uh, why Joe Biden's Green New World is an expensive mess. Believe it or not, our climate warrior president, installations of new wind farms and solar fields in the U.S. dropped 16 percent in 2022. They actually went down because you can't get anything through the permitting process. There's nothing in the IRA that speeds the permitting and approval process, without which America risks allowing the investment boom and the IRA unleashes for naught. Then there's disadvantaged communities, including communities with environmental justice concerns. And uh, wait a second. Here's a really good one. Uh, Nearly 80 percent of rural governments either banned or restricted solar energy projects. And then this guy's right. Wait, this must be a Princeton professor, Jesse Jenkins. God help us, a Princeton professor. But he says the IRA would require a land area about the size of Tennessee. And I want to add one more thing. And that is, you know, Steve and I uh, were with uh, Glenn Youngkin at the Prosperity Lunch the other day. Uh, The um, the bill for and this isn't for uh, wind and solar. But the bill uh, for infrastructure that uh, they passed for uh, the chips, you know, semiconductors, um, had a big spending provision for daycare centers, right? Because in order to build new chip factories, you got to have daycare centers. And and Governor Yunkin was surprised at that. And uh, he said, you know, gee whiz, industrial policy, but we can't work. I said, what do you expect with industrial policy? You get daycare centers. So, Liz, this is a brutal piece you've written here. Maybe you'll um, help walk us through a little bit of this. Well, I think the sad thing, the sad takeaway, Larry, uh, is that these are not serious people. You know, we, the Democrats' uh, scorecard has all about is all about spending hundreds of billions and trillions of dollars. There's almost no sense of accountability or actually what's going to happen. Right. I, I was actually moved to write this thing about the climate bill, which is called the Inflation Reduction Act, but which everyone acknowledges now is just a climate bill by the fact that both The Economist and The New York Times wrote articles about how nothing's getting done. Nothing can't. It, it isn't that it's slow off the mark. Nothing can get done because our electric grid can't take new hookups. So you and Steve could go out and create a solar field tomorrow. You can't, actually. It takes about eight years. But let's suppose you did that. No transmission line is available to take that electricity to a market where it can be used. I don't think the Democrats who wrote this bill have any idea how our energy industries work. The fact that this is all bottled up. And by the way, these are not new problems. These have been out there for a while. They took no heed of that. 
uh, in creating this bill. And so people need to understand this is hundreds of billions of dollars that even liberal mouthpieces like the New York Times agree could just basically go into vapor. I mean, it may just be a complete, complete fiasco. And that's kind of what we're seeing. Wait, I like this. A land area about the size of Tennessee. And that was, by the way, that's a serious study. That's not like out of nowhere. That's actually what we're talking about. So guess what? A lot of communities saying, no, not in my backyard. And I totally applaud them. Dave, what do you think? This is a brilliant, brilliant idea that they've got going here. Yeah. So a couple of things, by the way, if you wanted to do it nationwide, you're talking about two North Dakotas and North Dakota is a much bigger state than even Tennessee. Mm. So I never I really I never could understand why uh, Greens believe that windmills and solar panels were a green solution, because you basically have to industrialize the entire landscape of America. What are you going to do? Put windmills in Yosemite? Mm. I mean, it, it, it's really preposterous but a couple of ups first of all i want to get uh liz please send me that piece we'll put we'll excerpt it in our hotline because you've got some great great data there um second of all uh it's it's only half the problem that uh that liz is saying because another report came out this week we had a little item in this in the hotline the other day that carbon emissions globally were up last year Mm. to an all-time high Now, now think about this I mean, we've spent in the United States and globally several hundreds of billions of dollars uh, on all this climate change stuff, you know, uh, transitioning to green energy and getting people to use less of fossil fuels and so on and so forth. For 25 years, we've been doing this. And where's the accountability? After 25 years, we're, we're emitting more carbon than ever before. Maybe, don't you think, Larry, we should just, we should just basically discard this whole program as an epic failure of government. Yes. I mean, come on, 25 years, $200 billion spent, and we have more carbon than ever before. And I think both of you know the reason why that is. It's because China doesn't give one whit about climate change. I don't yeah. care what your good friend John Kerry says. They're out to conquer the world, and they're going to do that with coal and natural gas and oil and whatever it takes. So this whole thing is uh, – I think you used the word fiasco, uh, and and I think you're right about this. It is a total fiasco. It's a total waste of money. It is not cleaning up the environment. And really, you look at the three hundred billion dollars in the in the in the uh, the green slush fund that was created by the um, Inflation Reduction Act, and all that money is for is just to line the pockets of the Sierra Club and all of their you know solar panel companies that contribute to the democratic party this isn't about cleaning up the environment it's about putting money into the pockets of liberal special interest groups by the way yeah. wind farms onshore and offshore are killing all the birds and all the whales yeah whales yeah. too whales in, getting in killed yep. i wrote that uh whale thing and then some stupid left wing uh website <laughs> attacked me for it and since then, I I've seen. They wanted to save the whales. I mean, I, I remember when I grew up, saving the whales was a big thing. But that's all gone. That was in the seventies. But now uh, there's about ten stories about how these whales are washing up on the beaches, dead yeah. because of these uh, stupid wind farms, the offshore wind farms. But the point is, and you know, Liz, on top of all that, the crap that's in the regulations of these spending plans. I mean, that's the daycare center stuff. And don't forget diversity, equity, inclusion. 
And don't forget, you got to pay the prevailing union wages. So it's, you know, 20 or 30 percent more expensive. I mean, this is what happens with these big spending plans. That's what people should not be surprised. It's a form of industrial planning and central planning. That's all it is. And it never works. And as you chronicled here, this is a great piece. I'm going to put this in Liz's golden oldies, top five pieces. Uh, <laughs> it's you. fabulous. Um, her, greatest hit, her greatest hits album. Yes, the greatest hits from Liz Peak. And uh, this just, you know, you, yeah, you're right. Of course you're right. And the only thing I'll say is it's worse. It's even worse. But that's the story. And yeah, t- and, and and again, it kind of goes back to accountability. All these people who make these bills, they're not going to be around it's going to take a couple of years. Joe Biden will probably be reelected before we realize what a catastrophe this bill was, what mm. waste there was. Mm. Everyone's hollering about the money lost during the COVID programs. Yes, I agree. $600 billion is a horrible amount of money to, uh, to give over to criminal gangs and stuff. But guess what? The, this bill, and by the way, I am I was adamantly opposed to the CHIPS bill. And you yeah. know, has anyone noticed that since literally they signed that bill, demand for semiconductors down. went down? Yes. Now we have a looming surplus yes. of semiconductors yes. all across the country. Every, yeah. Even as every country in the world steps forward with even more inducements to build another semiconductor plant on their territory. So none of this stuff actually works. What we need... Larry, I, I'm going to sound like you. We need lower taxes, less regulation <laughs> to attract businesses yes. to America. Yes. That's what works. You know, right? there's, there were 20-some-odd, I don't know, 20-some-odd Republican senators that voted for that stupid bill. Yeah. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and I, I just, this was a Joe Stalin communist five-year planning thing. That's what this – that's what industrial policy is. You can't yeah. – at the moment that they're writing this – uh, how much was it? Close to three hundred billion dollars. The whole chip story had changed from shortage to <laughs> surplus. Okay, yeah. Yeah. and because partly because it turned out, Larry, that an awful lot of the ordering of chips during the the yes. supply shortages was double ordering. That's People were right. freaked out. Car companies and stuff they couldn't get it. So I, I mean, it wasn't even a serious investigation of the need of supply and demand companies like intel basically held america hostage saying mm-hmm. well we're going to you know build this billion dollar plant but only if we get these uh these these subsidies i don't think so i think they were going to mm-hmm. look who wants to have their high end chip manufacturing dependent on taiwan that's that was really the basis of this whole intel, concern right in, intel by the way a once great company which is not great anymore is probably going to be in the wrong business. They need to go into the daycare business. Yeah. That's what they should use their tax credits for. They could probably right. do make more money oh, in daycare gosh. by using these credits than they can by these. Uh, they, you know, they used to be a leading chip designer. They're not anymore. I don't, don't want to single them out, but I am going to single them out. They used to lobby me like crazy when I was in the government, and I just grew sure. So that's what they do. Weary of it. yeah, I know this was a lobbyist uh, special, and I think you nailed them pretty darn good. All right, we're going to take a break here. Liz Peak of uh, Fox News and syndicated columnist Steve Moore, Committee to Unleash Prosperity and Freedom Works. Steve's show, More Money, is going to be on right after this show. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. The Larry Kudlow Show. All right. Welcome back, folks. We're talking money and politics with Liz Peake, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore, 
Freedom Works and Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline and Steve's radio show, More Money, will follow this show on most of these great stations. So a couple other little tidbits here. Um, Biden is actually going to sign the Washington, D.C. crime bill, which is a good thing, even though the left wing of his party has gone crazy. Uh, So that's, you know what, I mean, he flip-flopped on it, but whatever. Uh, A lot of Democrats were for it, what I call normal Democrats. But he's also going to veto the um, ESG bill. And the ESG bill is so interesting because you had, it's a Republican bill from the House, hadn't gotten to the Senate yet, but it passed the House big time and had like over 50 Democrats on it, Steve Moore. And... uh, you got 150 million, some odd, investors, particularly retirees, who really would prefer, I think, investing on the basis of fiduciary rate of return rather than environment, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And Biden is going to veto, he said, you're going to veto that bill. And Chuck Schumer said the ESG is really the free market way. I mean, come on. This stuff is – what Liz at the top said, these are not serious people. These these are not serious people. These are not serious things, Steve Moore. Let's talk about that crime issue for just one second because mm-hmm. you're right. What happened here was that the, the D.C. City Council passed a bill that basically said we're going to let – you know just reduce the crime sentences, uh, in prison sentences for violent criminals. Now, what kind of lunatic would, in this day and age with all this crime, would want to actually reduce the penalties? But that's exactly what the city council Lori did. Lightfoot. Uh, Lori hey, Lightfoot. Well, exa- that's exactly where I'm going with this. So, <laughs> Biden was basically saying I was going to veto this bill, which would have over, which would have reinstated the tough on crime, um, you know, uh, prison sentences. And, and then at the last minute, he decided not to. And you nailed it, my friend. Why? I think the Democrats are finally starting to w- wake up when they mm. see that the incumbent mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, got one out of every seven votes <laughs> because she was uh, so incompetent in terms of dealing with, with crime. So I think maybe the Democrats have uh, literally and figuratively been, been uh, mugged by reality about how big this crime issue is. Now, the other one is also is a bigger issue. So the Democrat and I think this is they are playing with fire here. What the Democrats are saying is they want to put politics and green energy policies over the returns of Americans lifetime savings and retirement accounts. And liberals, Democrats, conservatives, everybody is against that. I mean, nobody. We just want to get the most money we want on our retirement accounts so we can move to Florida, we can move to Arizona and uh, and have a, a nice life after working for 45 years. And I got to tell you, people are coming up to me on the street and they're saying, what are these people doing putting, you know, their political ideology mm. over my retirement account? And one other quick thing. ESG funds are doing terrible, Larry, because yeah. last year they divested <laughs> yeah. from the oil companies, which happened to be the highest yeah. return stocks. And Kevin O'Leary thinks energy, fossil fuel energy is the best investment in the next couple of years. You know, right? Liz, if Steve had run for mayor of Chicago, he would have gotten more than 17 <laughs> percent. Yeah, I, the only thing I would caution you guys is, yes, Lori Lightfoot did terribly. But guess what? If you add up her her yeah. votes and the votes of the other two 
uh, progressives in the race. They outnumbered their votes for the moderate Democrat. They're all Democrats, but some are are more Democrats than others. I'll make a bet with you, Liz. I think that uh, Vallis is going to win. Now, Vallis is probably I sure hope so. I won't take the bet, but I will – yeah, yeah I, I hope you're right. Um, but but I think, Larry, it's not just individuals who are saying, hands off my retirement account. If you're if you're uh, responsible for a pension fund for employees, right. you know, and you and you have to come in with returns of better than six percent right. or whatever. And you are excluded uh, for this ridiculous ESG stuff from investing in the areas that are going to do better, you're in trouble. And I think they know yeah. that. It, this is a stupid thing for Joe Biden to insert himself into. It really is, because it's such a cabal of uh, people who run big, big firms like uh, BlackRock mm-hmm. probably comes to mind, Larry Fink, who's desperate to be Treasury Secretary, making these <laughs> rules that are sort of behind-the-scenes legislation, right? I mean, instead of saying yeah. you can't invest, we're going to make it a very, very difficult for you to invest in, in areas that we don't approve of, we being literally a handful of people making these decisions. It's so offensive to me, and it's uneconomic, and Joe Biden's a fool to get involved in By it. By the way, Vanguard, the, Vanguard pulled out. Also, Vanguard, yeah. Vanguard pulled out to their credit. Because, aren't, Liz, aren't they one of the biggest, Vanguard? Well, they're a big, huge index fund. I mean, they are, yes. But so they're, you know, I see sometimes on Twitter, someone will say, oh, here's uh, the backing of this company. This tells you everything. And they'll list Vanguard. Vanguard's really mostly non-directed funds. So I I wouldn't use that as a great example. But, 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 you know, the other ones really are. Uh, And so anyway, I just, I think this is um, an argument that uh, is they're going to lose because money's on the table, and when money's on the table, generally speaking, reality prevails, and I think that'll happen here. Well, don't forget the, the term that, you know, the reason that this is so offensive is because these um, investment firms have a fiduciary duty mm. to yeah. the people who have invested the money. This is a clear cut. That's why I did read that piece by Chuck Schumer. It was laughable. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, ESG funds have a great return. What the heck are you talking about? No, they don't. Yeah. We have, by the way, ESG kind of funds and social uh, investing has been around for 50 years. These funds almost always, almost always underperform the market because you're basically you're <laughs> taking out of your portfolio. Um, you know, stocks that have high returns. So I think you know the, these guys should really be fired for this and by the way and people by the way well, they're being yeah, sued steve they're being sued yeah. on that basis on erisa on erisa they're violating erisa Liz. yeah exactly mm-hmm. which was yep. not in the 1970s uh the late jacob javits in this interesting history but when schumer wrote that steve uh he talked about how these uh funds these um esg funds are good for the good of the country <laughs> not the investor, not the entiree, right, right. the right. good of, the, and I don't know which country he was referring to. He just said the good of the country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. which, which country was he representing there? But that's perhaps you another segment. You know what? I, I love what Liz just said about, you know, hands off my, uh, my pension. That should be a good hashtag. You know? Right. <laughs> hands yeah. off my pension, right. because that's where most Americans are. So uh, last one, we've got a couple minutes left, Liz. Uh, I'd match slap on. You got CPAC uh, dueling with the uh, Club for Growth. Um, believe it or not, Donald Trump's polls are going up. 
Uh, DeSantis' yeah. polls have come down. Um, I just want to put another pitch in. I know I keep saying this. I am very tired of this 100% woke discussion that Governor DeSantis is engaging in. By the way, the latest one, I don't know if you saw in the news today or yesterday, uh, you've got some state, Republican state senator from Florida who wants bloggers who blog about DeSantis to have to register with the state. And he, no. I mean, I think that, you know, could someone please talk about an economic agenda that will actually help the country produce, innovate, will help middle-income people pay the bills. I mean, don't we have to talk about the economy? I'm not, I don't like woke either, but woke is not, I mean, woke doesn't buy electricity. Woke doesn't get your wages above the inflation rate. And that's what people are, and woke, by the way, doesn't get you past uh, ESG where they're going to take your retirement away. Do you follow? Somebody's got to talk about an economic agenda. Well, what what's so crazy making is Ron DeSantis has that agenda to talk about, and he has been so successful in the state of Florida with just the policies that you would embrace, Larry, and that all of us embrace, and that have led to an enormous tsunami of people going to Florida. It's not a mystery. I mean, I don't. I think this is a mistake for him because he is raising the hackles of enough people who read the headlines and if they think he's banning books and they're mm. doing all this stuff. I don't really know why he feels he has to tread that path. Um, I wish he'd stop it because I think he is losing some voters by doing that, and he can much more readily enhance his national profile. That's his challenge now. About a quarter of Americans really don't know who he is. Mm. So does he really want them to be acquainted with him through attacking Disney World, or do they want him? does he want them to recognize him as someone who really welcomes businesses and people in his state for all the right reasons. I mean, I think it. I think the choice that he's making is wrong, and I agree with you. You know, Steve, uh, it's an opening for Trump. I'm just saying, if Trump takes that opening, Trump was very clever going to Palestine, Ohio, so Trump becomes the empathy, mm-hmm. the empathy candidate. That's a newbie for him, but it worked. If he now goes for a powerful economic agenda, it's going to help his cause. Just saying. I guess we're running out of time. Steve's got to do his radio show. I'm Larry. Good to be with you, Larry. All right, good. Steve Moore, Liz Peak, love, 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 fabulous column. Folks, I'm Larry Kudlow. We just fly out of time. We will be back next weekend with much more on free enterprise capitalism. I'm Kudlow. We'll be back.